0: Good afternoon to all listeners of the NDC Heartbeat Program in the tri Island State of Grenada, which includes Caraco and Pity Martinique and indeed all our dependencies. Good afternoon also to individuals listening throughout the region and internationally. Our program time today is from 12 through 1. Today I'm pleased to be your host and my name is Terry Forrester. Now because of the challenges we face with COVID, this program is coming to you pre-recorded. For today's program, we are pleased to present an extensive interview held with Mr. Joseph Andel, the NDC caretaker representative for St. Patrick West, who shared several viewpoints on the protest march held by teachers and public servants on Friday last in his constituency of St. Patrick West. I then caught up with Mr. Kennedy Roberts and we held an equally extensive interview. He is the spokesperson on health, And this was in regard to the shocking news regarding the resignation of Dr. Martin as the Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Health. And finally, we will share in part gripping excerpts of the interview which the NDC PRO Claudia Joseph held with the GBN last Tuesday. That's your program for today. Very interesting and developing information ahead. Stay tuned. Here now is the interview held with Mr. Joseph Andel. Brother Joseph Andel, it is good to catch up with you in beautiful St. Patrick one more
1: time. Good afternoon, Terry. Good afternoon to all listeners of the Heartbeat program. Before I get into that, I would like to congratulate the newly elected members of the executive of the Public Workers Union and the Grenada Union of Teachers. And I would also like to encourage those who are not successful in the recent elections to continue to stand firm with their comrades, because this is a time that requires all shoulders behind the wheel and the question of solidarity and supporting each other is crucial in this period.
0: Absolutely so indeed. And let me also join in congratulating the newly elected executive of the union. Brother Brian Grimes, thumbs up to you. The nation is looking forward to great things from you and your executive.
1: Good. Now that protest action yesterday, I was very impressed by the turnout because remember this is taking taking place against the backdrop of a recent very threatening letter issued by the Ministry of Education and directed at teachers it was a letter clearly aimed at intimidating the teachers with some veiled threats and the response of the teachers was to show the administration that they would not bow that they would not be intimidated by threats and by the psychological blackmail that is being waged against them. That yeah, I mean that is most
0: interesting indeed. And um, one has to wonder why, at this time, rather than sending out an olive branch of trying to come to some
1: sort of understanding and compromise, you issue a threatening letter. That is the the modus operandi and the history of the new national party in government. This is the only party that while in government on three separate occasions has docked salaries from workers for exercising their constitutional right to protest and to resist. And a few days ago I listened to a clip with a voice strongly sounding like that of Senator Chester Humphrey. Mm. saying that it is not unreasonable for the government to ask workers to defer the the payment of the 4%. Now, it is my understanding that Senator Humphrey, this great working-class champion, is also a businessman, that he is a landlord with tenants. So I am asking Senator Humphrey's tenants to approach him, given that he understands the need for leniency, approach the goodly senator and tell him that you two are being affected by COVID, so you will have to hold back the rent until things get better. And I would like to see how Senator Humphrey would take it. It is really disgraceful, the, the depths to which some men and some women bow just to secure a crumb of bread off Dr. Mitchell's table at the expense of the fellow citizens.
0: Yeah, it is most unfortunate indeed. And um, I recall several months ago, about a year ago, he spoke about hypocrisy. And I had to remind him of the meaning of the word hypocrisy. I think he epitomizes
1: that situation, that position very well. Well, I think that history will be very very harsh on some of us in Grenada for what we espoused over a lifetime and what for personal interest and political revenge we have sunk to some of us now going back to the the question of the teachers struggle many of them were at pains to point out to me that the bigger issue is not so much the four percent or whether it is one percent or ten or twenty percent but the question of honoring An agreement honoring one's commitment and one's word and this government has a long history of being unfaithful to commitments and unfaithful to its words and that is why the teachers and other public officers are standing firm at this point in time because they recognize that they cannot trust and a sentiment that was very common from the, the placards and again from conversation with my former colleagues in the teaching fraternity is that they will not allow themselves to be fooled again. That there will be repercussions and consequences for that betrayal by the government of the workers and their contract.
0: Brother Andel, the question of trust keeps on popping up. Can this government be trusted? Can Dr. Mitchell be trusted
1: with his words? You can always trust him to do what is convenient and politically beneficial to him. He does not care about who gets hurt in the process. So the people are finally wising up. The workers' movement is finally awakening to the the double dealing nature of this administration. And I'm confident that when the time comes, they will remember. They will remember who betrayed them. They will remember who broke their trust. And they will deal accordingly with those people. Yes,
0: indeed. um, Coming back to the event uh, Friday, What, um, the turnout, what are your thoughts and what are some of the comments you're getting from the several onlookers in your constituency of St. Patrick?
1: Well, the turnout was very good, several hundred. And the mood was quite militant. There was a strong sense of determination. One of, another thing that was echoed to me quite often was the disappointment among the ranks of the teachers with the fact that no fewer than 10 members of this government at some point in their lives have been teachers and so the betrayal is doubly painful coming from one from from people who ought to know the struggles and the travails of teachers the support from the community and also from the people along the route of the, the on up the western side was was very great very encouraging there was a lot of honking of horns in support a lot of fist-pumping and several comments, some of which I cannot really <laughs> say mm-hmm. for fear of offending the listeners. Very uncomplimentary towards those who are perpetrating this injustice against the workers of this country.
0: Bravando, the there was a previous session in Guarve and your sentiments are more or less similar to what was experienced in Guarve, um last week with the said teachers. It, it is my understanding that they intend to take this struggle and protest throughout Grenada. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think this is necessary or,
1: you know, what is your thinking? The workers are fully within their rights to use whatever lawful means at their disposal to secure what is justly theirs and they have shown a determination to see that struggle through to the end cost it what it may it is my understanding that sometime towards the middle of next week they are planning to have a big protest I'm not too sure exactly where nor when and that they will be calling on the general population to come out and give their support and this is a call that all Patriotic Grenadians must support you see there is this talk trying to make it look as if government employees are denying a certain section of the population certain benefits that is not the case at all they are simply demanding what is theirs. that's all it is and you know something about something unique about the teaching profession the vast majority of teachers in grenada are female and the vast majority of them i should not say the vast majority but a large Proportion of them are single mothers
2: Mm.
1: Struggling to make it The salary of a civil servant is nothing to brag about Mm -hmm. They have already faced the the treachery of No pension from this government and now with the cost of everything skyrocketing the other day I was looking at the price of gasoline In Dominica, it's under $11. Hmm. In St. Lucia, sorry, in Dominica, it's about 9 something. And in St. Lucia, just a shit over $10. In Grenada, it's close to $16. Yep. We get it from the same source. Yep. And we are closer to the source than they are. Exactly. You understand? So that is the kind of thing, that's the kind of situation that we are faced with in this country. So the people are not asking for anything exorbitant. And that commitment must be honored
0: now how do you relate to the announcement that government intends to purchase uh, traffic lights in the tune of 30 million dollars at a time when government is saying that they cannot afford to do this they cannot afford to do that how do you relate this to what is happening with the request of teachers and public officers
1: well i'm looking at it in two ways. One, Dr. Mitchell seems to love shiny toys mm. and he reminds me of the stories I read about the slave trade where the Europeans would go to Africa with two old three guns, a few knives, some shiny beads and a bolt of pretty colored cloth and leave the African shore laden with treasures and with hundreds of our foreparents. And I am afraid that if that gentleman were around at that place in that time, he would be one of those Hmm. exchanging his people for trinkets. (laughs) Now, the question of spending scarce resources on something that is not a burning necessity at this time is disgraceful. Absolutely. We have hundreds of, how do you call them, traffic wardens. You cannot turn a corner without tripping over a traffic warden. What are they doing? Grenada is one of the most heavily policed states in the world per capita. We are generally a non-violent, a peaceful people. Yet still, this government continues to invest in areas that are not really profitable to the people. We have a hospital that is woefully understaffed. Scores of our nurses have been forced to migrate over the past couple of years. People are still dying in our hospital from lack of oxygen. We still have situations where sometimes you cannot find a medical doctor for the district for weeks on end. These are the areas that need to be given priority. These are the areas that an NDC government will be focusing attention on because the health of our nation must be paramount how do we benefit from these traffic lights at this crisis moment and one thing people must always bear in mind that these shiny toys they come at a cost and very often the people are kept in the dark in terms of the processes for procuring these shiny toys we do not know who the agents are that are bringing them in We do not know about any particular fees that are paid. We understand and we know from history that very often these types of projects and these mega construction projects are often accompanied by corrupt under the table deals. So we are calling on the government to cease and desist to use scarce resources where they will be most impactful to come up with a genuine stimulus package to assist small and medium-sized business business people, to assist struggling workers, the same workers that Senator Humphrey pretending that he's shedding tears for. Use that money to help them in meaningful ways huh? to ride this low ebb in our economic history. Well,
0: <clears throat> Brother Andel, one can correlate the recent... Judgment that was placed upon government to pay Grenlick or WRB some just over 200 million EC dollars. And the public needs to understand government did not purchase Grenlick. The court, the international court, as a result of amendments made in 2016 to the Electricity Supply Act, Grenleck WRB took government to court. They won the case and the court awarded settlement in favor of Grenleck WRB. So government didn't win any case. And it's coming or it had come at a time when Grenada could ill afford $200 million. How do you correlate this with the struggles of the teachers, and public officers with the four percent plus
1: pension that have not been paid this again is another example of the people of grenada paying the price for the arrogance and the ignorance of two little old men who had a grudge with a company and this is not the first time that they have cost us millions of dollars we remember the dipcon issue mm, 21 million right and there are grenadians right now suffering at the hands of this lawless government a government which refuses to obey the laws that its own members have gone to parliament to pass to compensate people who have been wronged by the administration Mm -hmm. over the years so going back to chester humphrey again i remember sometime around 2006-7 he put out a wonderful document outlining the hundreds of millions of dollars that were lost, stolen, or bubbled away Mm -hmm. under the NNP. And at that time, the count was $400 million. Yep. Right now, it must be in excess of a billion dollars. So the amount of money that constitutes our national debt, close to that amount, has been frittered away through the negligence, the incompetence, and the corruption of this regime. And Terry just as how people in other parts of the world are beginning to make leaders pay for crimes committed against the peoples of those countries, we have to start moving in the same direction in Grenada. It is not enough for government to change and no heads roll when there is blatant corruption before everybody's eyes. And I believe that one of the shortcomings of the term previous to 2013 was the failure, refusal or otherwise, to let these perpetrators pay for what they have done to the people of Grenada. But I would like the people to rest assured that no stone would be left unturned to bring those who have defrauded the people of this country, to bring them to justice in the future.
0: It is it is most unfortunate, you know, when you start tabulating the millions and millions of dollars that have gone to waste. I can think quickly of the fifty four point two million dollars that has disappeared with respect to the shrimp farm. And it is almost two years now a promise has been made to bring these people to justice. Now, you only have to make one phone call to the FBI and say to them, here are the names and addresses of individuals whom have defrauded Grenadians, whom have defrauded the taxpayers of this country, and within weeks, they will be picked up. But the request keeps on going on and on and on without any end results.
1: Something must be done about this. Well, I believe that the only way something will be done about is about it is when we have regime change in Grenada because the people who announce these so-called investigations, they know that any half-decent investigation will will cause the roof to come tumbling down over their own heads. So they would pay lip service to investigation and inquiry, but they would do nothing meaningful to ensure that they get to the bottom of things and that justice is done. Hmm. They won't
0: you have to you have to therefore wonder whether if the average grenadian is understanding clearly the gravity of the situation with respect to the present condition as a result of wasteful and unnecessary costs to the government to the treasury as a result of poor decisions taken and wrongful actions by the government
1: millions of dollars have gone to waste. More and more people are coming to grips with that, Terry. As I do my door-to-door canvassing in the St. Patrick West constituency, and as I move around Grenada and talk with people and listen to conversations, I am feeling heartened that people are becoming more and more aware of what has been done, what is being done, and what has to be done to bring redress. the people of this country now there is a refrain and not always by supporters of the regime sometimes even by people opposed to them you hear people saying keep talking up stop talking about the past folks that would be one of the gravest mistakes we make because remember the same perpetrators are present and active today if you have somebody who is a child molester and they come out of jail you have to be aware of them when you have children around And you cannot put them to manage a daycare center. This talk about forget about the past. Anytime I hear anybody saying stop talking about the past. You know what I say to them, Terry? When you apply for a job and the employer asks you to furnish a CV or a resume, tell them no. That is about your past. You're not business with that. And don't submit the CV and see how far you will go. Hmm. Our past is something that we have to deal with. Of course, we cannot live in the past but many of our future actions have to be guided by decisions that were made in the past you have to know what pitfalls to avoid and you have to know when and where corrective measures have to be taken based on what was done in the past well it is said that a people who
0: do not remember the past or remember the history of their country
1: are doomed to failure that is so 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 very true if you notice history go to most developed countries as soon as you get into the capital city you see a whole set of statues with men on horseback and doing different things and so on and those are the people who are regarded as the founders huh, of those societies mm-hmm. and they are they are they are they are, yeah, they are looked right. at yeah. yeah with a sense of reverence Almost. Mm-hmm. So we have to recognize our past. We have to know what we did right and build on it. We also have to know where we went wrong and it take steps to avoid repeating mistakes that were made before. So we cannot and we must not divorce ourselves from our history. The important thing is learning from it, but keeping your eyes fixed forward because this is where the goal is ahead of us.
0: Well, I think if, if there is one thing that the revolution taught Grenadians, a people who forget the history are doomed to failure.
1: Most definitely. We have to stay connected. We have to stay connected even as we look forward. Brother Ando, are there any closing Again, centering around the, the workers' struggle, particularly, I'm um, you know, partial to the teachers. That's where I've spent most of my professional life. I am asking the people to be understanding towards the issue of the teachers, especially considering that the vast majority of them are women, many of whom are single parents. I ask that you give them your understanding and your solidarity and that when the call is made for us to support them in tangible ways, whether it be through contributing to uh, strike fund, whether it be through making placards, whether it be through campaigning on social media with them and on their behalf, whether it be through joining them in street protests, we have to rally because that fight will be is for your child who will become a teacher or a public officer when they finish Tam CC. That strike or that struggle is to benefit even those who sit on the sideline and watch their brothers and sisters go out and take the risk that is for everybody and all of us should come on board there is nothing like teachers as a separate class of citizens they are part of our country the public officers these are the ones who before the term social safety net became popular were the ones playing that role unofficially because many of them they sponsor children to school they are community activists they pay for this they pay for that And we have to make sure that we stand in solidarity with them and that we condemn those who try to make it look as if the victims are the guilty ones.
0: Brother Andal, a pointing question. Folks would want me to ask this question. What would an
1: NDC government do in such instances? first of all an ndc government would not get into that situation because the ndc has a history of honoring these types of contracts again let me just mention i'm chester humphrey in that little clip i don't know if chester is getting senile or if he was just deliberately lying he claimed that between 2008 and 2013 not a single cent of salary increases was paid to teachers i at that time was a teacher in fact i retired from the teaching service in 2012 And if I look carefully, I can still get that back pay slip. I had that argument on the bus terminal a few years ago with a strong NNP supporter. And when I presented him with my slip the next day, he just slunk away. You understand? Mm. So we have to negotiate in good faith. And we have to make sure that when we negotiate and we come to an agreement, that agreement is honored. And that is the way we are going to proceed once we get back into office with all our partners in the public service and the teaching fraternity, not forgetting members of the security forces. They too have been doing yeoman service. Everybody likes to talk about police keeping the peace and keeping us safe, but they too are suffering from that reneging on government's obligation to public officers, and we will remedy that.
0: Thank you very much, Brother Andel. but I wouldn't let you go before I ask you this one final question. This recent resignation of the Permanent Secretary Ministry of Health, what are your thoughts?
1: I haven't had sufficient time to dig into what is behind it. I thought it rather strange though that in the middle of what is supposed to be a health crisis that one of our most experienced and trustworthy Uh, persons in that field would just up and quit. So I think this is something that bears some investigating but beyond that I will not comment further because I'm not aware of the circumstances leading up to that.
0: Thank you very much indeed. But all in all it's a rather troubling situation
1: for the nation. And uh, we need to find out more. Very, very much so. And that is made worse by the fact that very few people have any trust left in this government, trust is one of the key ingredients in troubling times, and that is so sadly lacking. You are so correct. Trust. We will
0: end on this note. Trust is lacking in this nation with the leadership and those who lead this country. Thank you very much. Catch up again. Good. Here now is the interview held with Mr. Kennedy Roberts, the spokesperson on health representing the NDC. Kennedy Roberts. It's good to catch up with you, fella. There is something in the air, and confirm it because, I mean, you hear it all over social media, the resignation, and I would qualify it, the unfortunate resignation of Dr. Martin as the Permanent Secretary, Ministry of Health. Tell me, what are your thoughts on this matter?
3: well brother terry the reality is we have to acknowledge that the state of the public sector is in a disastrous position and what we see with dr martin's resignation is a indication of what people really feel they want to get out of this situation in which the public sector has been so politicized that people cannot do their work Dr. Martin has been my student, and I advocated to all my students over time that do not make politics affect your professionalism. And I, while I have not spoken to Dr. Martin, I don't know the details about his resignation. His, it is an indication of what is the bigger picture. It means that people are not satisfied with their current situation and the situation in the ministry of health has reached a stage where the minister as the leader of the organization has not really shown that leadership in terms of participation so for example in the ministry of health and by extension as i understand it in most ministries throughout the country right now the organizational aspect has gone to zero there is no departmental meetings there are no meetings with heads of departments there are no meetings to to really show how the ministry is going how it is is working with other ministries in terms of the development of our people and it has clearly shown that this government has lost touch with the reality and everything is politicized when you look at the amount of contracts that you have within ministries this is a clear indication that you're not following the public service commission and we need to revert to the reality of getting the civil service into a mode where it's a professional service based on what is best for Grenada rather than best is what is best for a political party And we need and the NDC has has been advocating now that we will work towards ensuring that whatever happens within the government public service is in the interest of the country and we will get people involved and and participate and function at a level that is nonpartisan because what we have seen right now is that almost everything that we do in Grenada you must have a link with the NNP. You must have a link with the party. You must have to show an interest in in supporting or, or acknowledging your support for the government. And this is not best for the country of Grenada. And as a result, right now, we are seeing the entire public service and not just Dr. Martin's resignation in the Ministry of Health, but this is showing that throughout the public service, there is a situation where most of the civil servants are not happy they're not fulfilling their the true potential and as a result we need to change the status quo
0: but Kennedy, you will agree with me that the appointment of Dr. Martin was indeed a a real great accomplishment to have someone as a medical doctor being a permanent secretary. Can you explain how someone would accept such a, a lower position? Is it because of commitment is it because of some other arrangements that may have been in place? Because it was a little bit of a surprise to the general public. Tell us something about that.
3: Well, you see, Dr. Martin did his master's in public health, where he focused on health policy and administration he is totally competent to address the administrative aspect of our health system and as a physician he adds that extra expertise to blend that administrative and medical side of things i know when dr martin function as, functioned as the, per, the chief medical officer he gave a technical guidance especially in the early phase of COVID, how we should address it he was given the opportunity to be the permanent secretary to handle the administrative side of the ministry and while his expertise as the the, the technical officer was removed so we had a new chief medical officer acting dr sean charles he all already had that competence within himself so having the administrative functions it should have made it even a closer blend to ensure that the health sector of the country is given the priority that it deserves but his resignation implies that he was not happy with the the way in which the management of the health sector is taking place because we have to remember that our our minister of health doesn't have a background in health he does not have that that expertise so he's not able to guide the ministry and lead the ministry from a technical or or administrative or 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 self-expertise context so dr martin he tried and as a permanent secretary i know he would have tried to blend the politics with the administration but dr martin and dr charles who is the acting chief medical officer were my students and i acknowledge and i i emphasized over time do not make politics prioritize your professionalism and i believe that dr martin's professionalism was compromised and as a result he had to do what is in the best interests of himself and Grenada to step aside because Grenada has reached a point where politics has dominated professionalism and and the ministry of health has not been able to 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 address health issues in the interests of all Grenadians but Dr. Martin in my opinion felt that he could not politicize issues and the consequence of his professionalism.
0: Indeed, um, I know that he certainly represented the envy of the OECS. Mm -hmm. It is probably um, one in many who would hold a, a, a physician degree, a doctor's degree, and also public health degree and be a permanent secretary. So I know he was the envy of the OECS. He was a
3: rare creature.
0: A rare individual. Mm -hmm. And this this really was something great for Grenada. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And he carried out his responsibility in a manner that, appeared to the general public, and I'm sure he was genuine about it, but it gave people the clear impression that he was genuine about what he did and politics had no relationship there whatsoever. So this is a great loss for Grenada, Mm -hmm. a great loss indeed. Mm -hmm. And um, what do you, in your opinion, as a public health official yourself and professor, What would be your recommendations in moving forward? Because we're talking about people's health. We talk about the national health care. What are your thoughts in moving forward?
3: You know, Terry, this is such a, a, a critical question because no matter how much you critique what has happened, it is important to clarify what alternatives we have. And I believe in a very genuine way that Grenada's health system needs to be a lot clearer on the problems that exist in our health system. One of the critical problems is management. When you look at the last 25 years of which NNP has been in office for most of the 25 years, when you look at the, the turnover in the Ministry of Health, the number of permanent secretaries, the number of chief medical officers that we've had, is a clear indication that we have not given health the priority deserves. When we look critically right now that Dr. Martin has resigned, what does that really mean? It means it's an indicator that something is not right. Because when you have professionals supposed to be in the interest working in the interest of the country and they have decided to throw in the towel it means that this government has lost the 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 ability to promote what is in the best interest of the people and this is what the, the the nnp has been able to to clarify for us that they, they're not interested in the big picture they're interested in power they're interested in dr mitchell being the prime minister and as a result everything falls under the the, the, the table and we are not able to do what we believe is right for our country and grenadians now need to step back assess what is happening and realize that the health sector of our country has not been doing what we wanted to do. They have not been able to step up and and provide the healthcare and the health system that Grenadians feel comfortable with. We catch our backside to still pay for the basics. Those of persons who have to get major medical situations and, and cannot afford to it, they don't have no hope what the ndc is trying to do is to reflect on what are the current realities of our health system and how can we improve it how can we we make it more comfortable to the average grenadian and right now our health centers are not functioning at the level where we feel confident to go to we need to deal with these issues and move on
0: kennedy when an ndc administration gets into office it is quite likely that you could be or can be a minister of health what would ndc do different
3: first and foremost we are going to have dialogue with the people of grenada to fully understand the problems associated with us accessing health care we have to realize that there are a lot of people families every month you see somebody going around asking for help to pay for 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 health expenditure health situations of their family members we have to appreciate the importance of making sure that when people need health care they can access it without that burden so first and foremost the quality of services provided at all our health centers and medical station must be improved to a level where people have that confidence in going to access your health services when people go to the hospital and they need major surgery it should not be how can we pay for it now so national health insurance have been discussed for many years and at the last election this nnp administration promoted Wow, we're going to do it now. And I remember telling the people of Grenada that national health insurance entails more than just saying it will happen. And it has not happened in the last three years since coming into office. And it will not happen, but the promises will continue to come out so grenadians need to understand that this government does not have a clear understanding or clear importance of health for the population and they have not been able to to put into to operation a system like national health insurance where people feel confident going to a health center going to a hospital and not paying at the point of service but getting quality health care and that is what is going to be the 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 main difference between what this government is doing and what is important and needed for the future because every one of us needs to access quality health care and this is not happening in not just right now but for many years this government, this administration have shown they're not able to fulfill the needs of the people.
0: Kennedy, we are both coming from an NNP background. And you and I know very well the large number of promises. We too have fallen for those promises over the years. The promise that you are making now to the people of Grenada Are you prepared
3: to commit yourself on the record now? Undoubtedly, because Brother Terry, I have been blessed for the last 22 years have been a professor at St. George's University teaching health policy, health management, health financing. We have been able to to show the importance of the involvement of people. And this is critical once you have the understanding of the population and you understand the problems associating you can deal with it i I am making the commitment and the ndc is making the commitment to the people of grenada that health is going to be a priority issue and we know the situations we know the 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 implications the financial implications especially about when we need health care And this government has not been able to to deliver for the benefit of the ordinary people. And the NDC has the the, the infrastructure, they have the policies, they have the, the vision to ensure that the quality of health care in Grenada will step up for everyone, not just for those who can afford to pay.
0: Kennedy, this has been a very healthy conversation with you. Like do you have any closing remarks right now?
3: The final comment, I want the people of Grenada to realize that healthcare is not only about your personal experience. It's about what you do with it in your family healthcare is what you do in terms of your nutrition healthcare has to do with your socialization among the, the your community healthcare has to do with the link with your institutions your churches your workplaces but most importantly healthcare has to do with the policies of your government to ensure that the structures are in place to ensure proper healthcare so i'm asking grenadians to take stock of your personal life Acknowledge that diabetes, hypertension are killing our people. Let us try and see how we can improve our lifestyles and especially our mental health. While we we, we acknowledge the physical health, how we deal with our stresses, how we deal with the economic problems is important in terms of our survival. So the NDC is, is putting forward the proposal and the vision that healthcare based on your physical, social and mental well-being is going to be a priority. Thank
0: you very much, Kennedy. It's been a pleasure. I feel very encouraged that the NDC is on the right track. The policy position of the NDC continues to stand tall in the community. And people just need to give the NDC one more chance.
3: One more opportunity.
0: One more chance. Let's get it the right for Grenada. The
3: next opportunity.
0: Absolutely.
3: Rather than one more. The next opportunity. Whether
0: if it's one more or the next one, we got to get it right for Grenada. Definitely. Thank you very much. Blessed. Here now are excerpts from the GBN interview held with the NDC PRO, Miss Claudette Joseph.
4: Our virtual guest this morning is Public Relations Officer of the National Democratic Congress, Miss Claudette Joseph. Good morning, Miss Joseph.
2: Good morning to you, Blossom, and how are you doing? I'm great. How are thou? I am doing great as well. Lovely. And a special morning to all of your viewers and listeners on GBN. Uh, wherever they may be, it's good to be here again, representing the National Democratic Congress.
4: All right. Uh, before we get into NDC concerns, let's first look at um, one of the most recent things that have that has happened so far in our history. Uh, on Saturday, March 13th, we celebrated, in addition to the 42nd anniversary of the revolution, uh, it was also the third anniversary of the current administration since it was elected into office uh, during the 2018 general elections so let's first reflect on the past three years and uh, your thoughts the ndc's thoughts on how the governance of the country has been over the past three years
2: thank you blossom i could sum it up in in a simple sentence to say look look and listen to the pulse and feelings of the people of Grenada at this time, when, when the people are engaged, when our people are engaged on the streets, on the ground, there is a lot of discontent, um, disheartenment, and disappointment in some in some areas in relation to the government's focus, There is also coming through a lot of regret on the part of the people for having given the NNP a blank slate, which is enabling them to treat the people of Grenada and the issues there to us with condescension, dismissiveness, and quite frankly, scant regard. I mean, I can point to a number of issues. And what we have is a constant and continuous display of lack of regard for people, their interests, their feelings, and and their needs so that we we have a high level of poverty and growing destitution in the country. Um, People have to be asking for assistance from various quarters, assistance for food, assistance for money, assistance for, for medical for medical um, care for their families, all of these things point to rather poor performance on the part of government. We had, for example, in the first two years, 2019, 2020, a boast of well 1819 and 20, a boast of a revenue surplus. And then we are faced in 2020 with with uh, and continuing in 2021 with a crisis brought on by the COVID 19 pandemic, and the reaction of our government is one that exposed that the boast of a surplus over the previous years was a plain lie, because we have a promise made. We had a promise made in April 2020 with the onset of the pandemic of uh, relief. A package was rolled out of $20 million. And mind you, Blossom, that was among the lowest in the entire OECS where our government was boasting prior that we have the best performing economy in the OECS. But yet we, are, we announced the smallest, or among the smallest, stimulus package, and even so, those who were promised relief did not receive the relief. So that it exposed the lie that there is that there is um sorry, my foldering and i and distracting me. Yes, I think some of my people, you know, I, I didn't get to tell them I'll be on. So that. Yes, it exposed the lie that we had a surplus. This is a time when the surplus should be rolled out to bring relief to the people of Bernier. So we know otherwise. Then the other major thing is a failure between um, 2018 and 2020, before the pandemic came on, to roll out the national health insurance. That was promised. The big promises, none of them have been fulfilled. So the national insurance, um, health insurance rather, the NHI that was promised, that has not been rolled out. That dead in the water. We hear nothing about the NHI now. Of course, there was a promise of oil and gas and a lot of money. That is not forthcoming. That clearly. As we and the NDC have been saying all along, those resources are gone. They've given them away. It will take an NDC administration coming into office and making a valiant effort to recover those natural resources which this reckless administration has given away. And this is a pledge we make to the people of Grenada that we will do all in our power to recover our patrimony in our natural oil and gas resources. So no money forthcoming as promised in relation to the oil and gas. Then we have the promise, the bold promise made to the workers of this country to resolve the, the vexing issue of them not getting pension as guaranteed by our laws our Supreme law no less that promise was brazenly broken so that we have as far as we in the NEC are concerned they have been an abject failure in these past three years broken all the promises on top of not meeting their promise to pay pension they are now breaking a promise to the workers of this country in that they are refusing to honor a contract they signed. To pay four percent increment, so this is increment earned already, and they are refusing to do so. Then we had the calamity of the case we lost against WRB, which was a case that should not have occurred because government had several opportunities to amicably resolve this stupid, this stupid and senseless vendetta they pursued against WRB with the result that we had to find over 200 million dollars to satisfy a judgment of the court. The judgment of the court being that we should buy back the shares because of our bad behavior, because of our government's bad behavior. And to date, we know there's no money because prior, prior to the judgment of the court, WRB gave the government several opportunities, the last one being in 2013 to buy those shares for half of what they ended up paying for it. Imagine there was an offer for government to buy those shares for $8.47 a share, which would have added up to about $35 million. You see, they proceeded to buy it for $63 million because they want to pursue this and they want to teach WRB a lesson so they took it all the way stupidly, absolutely dotish. And I make no apology for that, because this is what hurts our people. So they pursued this thing to the end, where a judgment had to be made against not the government, because the government represents us. So against we, the people, because of two guys with overinflated egos, and have to pay $63 million, or translate that into 170, 100,000 EC dollars, and still have a goal to be bragging that they got a good deal. That points to the, the utter disrespect and contempt with which they hold, we the people of the because they think we're stupid. So, so in a nutshell, poor performance, a big F, a big F for the last three years.
4: Is there anything good that they have done over the last three years? Anything positive that you, you can pinpoint? Right.
2: That brings me now to the pandemic and the overall, the general handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. There, there were some mistakes made along the way. There were some from the beginning in terms of the um, availing ourselves of the training offered by WHO, um, making sure we had enough vaccines in the beginning, they, and then the, the the second the second wave, if you want to call it that, that like we had in Grenada, which was which was entirely the government's fault in that they didn't treat people entering our borders evenly. They didn't apply the rules. Everybody, so there were some mistakes made along the way, which would take away from the general grade that 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 we the NDC would give the administration. Um, but in a general sense, given, given that we had fewer cases than most of the other neighboring Caribbean islands, and we only had one death compared to other Caribbean islands, um, I think that a reasonable a reasonable job. Um, and I'm not just giving my own opinion. Um, we, we think that the the, the, the treatment the, um, of the COVID-19 could have been more inclusive. For example, in the beginning, there was a call, a meeting between our then party leader, um, Sister Franca Bernadine and Prime Minister Mitchell. And at that meeting, the understanding was that we, you know, the two parties would work together to deal with this issue. And it didn't play out that way. Right? Um, that was just a show in the beginning. But on that score, I would give not, a, not an A, but a passing grade. It was handled reasonably, right? Beyond that blossom, I'm, I would be hard pressed to find, to, to, to think of any other area in which a pass could be given. Because we have a blatant attack on our, on our environment now right? We have no issue. We are all for development. We support developmental projects that will bring jobs and so to the but we we are entirely opposed to the way in which, the callous way in which our environment has been treated with these uh, mega projects. Entirely so. And we question whether our continued focus on tourism and these mega project projects in light of the pandemic and the reality is that that have been brought to the fore. Whether that is the the focus our government should continue to pursue, we question that.
4: Well, you preempted me because I was going to ask if you think um, all the development work that has been taking place with the hotels going up left, right and center, if that could be considered um, an accomplishment of the government of the past three years.
2: Well, I don't know that you would you would necessarily call it an accomplishment because with some of what has been happening, you see, when when the when the realities of the world is saying one thing, and our government continues to bury its head in the sand and insist on tourism, when in, we haven't been able to to pursue um, the tourism industry or to benefit from the tourism industry. Over a year now, in over a year since the onset of the pandemic, because we started feeling it since before we went into lockdown. So it's over a year now. So to us in the NDC, this is a time to refocus and to shift what we do and to look at how we can use the resources at our disposal, mainly our people, our land, and our sea in order for us to attain sustainable development. Public
4: Relations Officer of the National Democratic Congress, Claudette Joseph, we thank her so much for stopping by. I know there are still some questions on the social media that I haven't gotten to as yet, but Ms. Joseph is a regular guest here, so next time she's here, of course, we'll get back to those questions. Thank
0: you, ladies and gentlemen, for being part of the program, and uh, sure look forward to having you next week again.